Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, it's of particular importance this week that we read the first reading and the gospel together. For the former sheds enormous light on the latter. The church you know, usually puts them in juxtaposition so that reading one and the gospel kind of shed light on each other. But this week, it's especially clear. We hear in the first reading from the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. It's a passage that was of signal importance for biblical Jews. Now, we probably would, would pass it over without noticing it. But trust me, this passage haunted the minds of Old Testament Israel. So Moses, you know, arguably the greatest figure in the history of Israel, is speaking to the people before they enter the promised land. Now here's what he says in chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like myself, of your own race, a brother of yours. It is to him that you must listen. Okay, so that's Moses speaking to the people. Moses, as I said, clearly the most important person in the history of, of the Old Testament. Moses, who combined in his person the offices of priest, prophet, and king. Moses, who led the people to freedom. Moses, who gave them the sacred law. Moses, moreover, to whom every teacher and rabbi in Israel traced his authority. So what a, what a rabbi or a scribe or a teacher would say was, well, I was taught by a rabbi, you know, so-and-so, and he was taught by rabbi so-and-so, taught by a rabbi so-and-so, all the way back to Moses, who received the law from God. So in other words, Moses was, if you want, the court of final appeal. If you could trace your own authority back to Moses, you had uh, made your case. So here's the puzzle. See, here's what's puzzling. It seems as though there could be nobody more important than Moses. I mean, God is more important than Moses, but there seems to be no human figure more important than this one. So why, this is the question, why in Deuteronomy 18, does Moses seem to be speaking of someone greater than himself? See, because if, if he was it, why wouldn't he simply have said, look, keep listening to me across the ages. You know, that'll solve all your problems. I am the source of, of your authority. Listen to me. But yet, he says, this other figure's coming. This prophet like myself, but, but look, by implication, greater, because I want you to listen to him. Now, here's, here's how he specifies. The Lord says through Moses, I will raise up for them a prophet like yourself, 
entrusting my own message to his lips so that he may instruct them at my bidding. So again, see, it's a subtle point, but it's a, it's a very important one. Moses received the word from God. He carried the law to the people. But this new figure, it seems, would speak with the very words of God. He would, and I don't know any other way to, to interpret this, he would mysteriously be the very voice of God. Now, as I say, if you're, if you're plowing through the book of Deuteronomy, you'd probably blow past these words without thinking much of them. But trust me when I tell you, the sages of, of the Old Testament, the sages of ancient Israel, remained fascinated by them. What could they mean? More importantly, whom could they be indicating? See, that's the question that haunted their minds. Who's this figure who could be greater than Moses? Okay, now with that background in mind, that's our, our first reading, but it's, it's indispensable now to get the gospel. Flash forward from the time of Moses to the gospel. We're in the first chapter of Mark, where one of Jesus' first public appearances is being described. The Lord is speaking in the synagogue at Capernaum. And what first gets the attention of the crowd, listen now, is not so much the content of what he's saying. They don't comment on, oh boy, that thing he said, was that amazing? Or boy, that parable he told, was that interesting? It wasn't the content. Rather, it was the manner in which he was saying it. Listen now, what did they notice? The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Let me just say that again, because this is the, the pivotal, this is the hinge point. The people were astonished at his teaching, not the content right away, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. Again, we might miss it, but, but the relevant point is the one I made about how rabbis and scribes taught through an appeal to authorities beyond themselves, ultimately to the authority of Moses. The point is that Jesus did not speak in this manner. Rather, he spoke with, and the English translation here is authority, but the Greek word is wonderful. He speaks with exousia, it says in Greek. Usia means substance. X means out of. He's speaking out of his own substance. That's what it means, exousia. What's being implied is that the word which spoke to Moses and through Moses to every other teacher in Israel is now speaking on his own authority. Does that make sense? The word of God, see, that spoke to Moses and through Moses to every other teacher in Israel is now speaking on his own authority. Here's a little theological aside. Please do not believe those who say that the divinity of Jesus is affirmed only in the later Gospel of John. That was kind of a commonplace when I was going through school years ago. 
that you know these earlier gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they don't really emphasize Jesus' divinity. But John, you know, the Word became flesh, and I and the Father are one, and all this business. That's nonsense. See, because for a Jewish audience, first audience of the Gospels, this story in Mark is just as clear an affirmation of Jesus' divinity as John's, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see how they're making the very same point. The, the Word that spoke through Moses and through the prophets and to all the teachers of Israel now has become flesh and is speaking in his own voice and on his own authority. That's what's being claimed. Okay? Then we see something very dramatic. A man with an unclean spirit comes into the synagogue and cries out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. Now, to understand the significance of those first words of the possessed man, uh, take a look at, at other sermons I've given on this scene. So I've, I've spoken and written a lot about this. And I'm not going to focus on that part of it uh, today. Because today what I want to focus on is the second thing that the possessed man utters. Namely, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. See, because here's the thing. The people must have begun to suspect something from the way Jesus was speaking. They knew they were dealing with, with something and someone completely different. But it took the demoniac to fill in the picture. The demoniac now is the one who specifies that Jesus is not simply a teacher. Not simply a scribe. Not simply another in a long line of prophets. Rather, he is the one who Moses predicted would come in Deuteronomy 18. The one in whose mouth God would place his very words. The one who would speak in the name of God. And this is precisely why Jesus is able, on his own authority, to expel the demon. So we hear, Jesus rebuked him and said, quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. And listen again to the reaction of the people, which gives away the game. All were amazed and asked one another, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. See, so what they were already sensing at the beginning of his speech, that he's, he's not sounding like the scribes and the, and, the, and the other teachers. Now they see it fully in action because this one speaking with exousia with authority is commanding the unclean spirits directly. Mind you, he's not calling upon God to do it. He himself by his own authority is doing it. Okay. 
Now, lest all of this seem uh, simply to be of, of theoretical interest, we must draw the following lesson. Listen to him. Remember Deuteronomy 18. Moses says, this one, this prophet like me is coming. But, but when he comes, speaking in the very words of God, you must listen to him. In other words, submit your life totally to him. There is no other. Don't expect a higher prophet. Listen to the one who speaks with authority. See, put submit yourself to Christ. That's the idea here, everybody. He's, he's not one among many. So I find, you know, this teacher interesting, that guru interesting, this perspective is interesting. No, no, he's the one to whom we listen. And then what will you find? What will you find? Keep the demoniac in mind now. You will find the disordered parts of your life coming back together. See, we're all like this demoniac. We're not demon-possessed, thank God. But we have disordered lives What's the voice that calls them back to order? It's the voice of Christ. The voice of the one predicted in Deuteronomy 18. The voice of the one who speaks with authority. Submit yourself to him, everybody, and you'll find peace. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.